This is the OK Outcast Podcast, your home for Oklahoma political intrigue and insight. Welcome to another episode of OK Outcasts. This is your host, Brittany, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris. How are you doing today, Chris? Well, I am living on the surface of the sun, but there's a lot of good new TV coming out. Any Lord of the Rings fans? Do we want to talk about Lord of the Rings for a while? Probably not. I'm sure you do. (laughs) (laughs) Just to let everybody know... Before the second, uh, the third age, there was the second age. That's when people were still popping out of the two trees before they got annihilated. That's where the high elves came from. So I think I've probably said enough before our audience falls asleep. Yeah, so you're you're talking about this in relation to the new show coming out. Is it on Amazon that it's coming out? It is on Amazon Prime. Uh, Ring, and if Rings you, of Power, correct? That's correct. So, yeah, if you want to learn about the hierarchy of all the gods and where the wizards came from in the first place, I strongly recommend it. Uh, cool. Um, a, isn't your husband a huge fan? He is, Um, so he said he's definitely interested in checking this out once it comes out. Um, And if anyone from Amazon Prime's listening, we'd love to uh, advertise some of your shows. (laughs) Pay us money. We'll we'll talk more about them. (laughs) Absolutely. Unlike Swadley's. uh, We don't want uh, Swadley's money. (laughs) No, no Swadley's. So, Brittany, what's going on in your life? Because you have traveled to the great north. I have. So I am not living on the surface of the sun. Um, I am off grid in northern Minnesota, where uh, today we're forecast to get up into the mid-70s. It's a nice partly cloudy day. It was rainy in 60s yesterday. So um, not trying to rub it in, but... It was definitely a nice change after spending part of the summer down south and dealing with some of that heat, and uh, I'm glad to be out of it. <laughs> U.S. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, we, we, for those of you listening, you might have heard that fact in Oklahoma at some point. Oklahoma does not have more shoreline than any other state. Um Minnesota has about four times as many lakes that are 10 acres or larger than Oklahoma does. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, if it ever rains again, which hopefully it is this weekend, there's a puddle that forms in something I'm trying to get fixed by the city to, you know, fill in. But anyhow, a large puddle forms. Could that be considered shoreline? I mean, I would imagine Okies might consider it shoreline if it helps uh, helps them say they have more shoreline than anyone else. <laughs> I kid, I kid. 
Nah, you don't. You <laughs> reasonably hate Oklahoma. Now, we have talked about um, the LGBT community, and I think you and I have both in personal conversations, and maybe on at some point at the con podcast, uh, we've talked about just referring to the entire LGBT community as queer. Are you a proponent of that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I kind of feel like um, as the acronym has continued to grow to quote unquote be more inclusive, um, you know, I I see some of this messaging from like uh, the Freedom Oklahoma group that's like 2SLGBTQIA+. And it's like at, at, at some point, that acronym becomes so long as to lose its meaning. And it just looks like alphabet soup or, um, you know, you've I think you've called, said it looks like some kind of, you know, complicated equation. Um, and like, I really think that what really binds us all together in that alphabet soup community is that we're all just a little different than normal than, you know, the quote unquote, you know, normal average person, not in a bad way. We're just a little queer. And so I feel like queer community really kind of wraps it up a little better. Um, and it's just easier to understand. And I, I also know that there are quite a few older folks in the community who really don't like that word because it was used as a pejorative towards them in their, you know, grade school days. So I, I can understand some hesitancy, but I feel like it's the best word to capture the entire community. And I'd, I'd really like to see it adopted more often. I certainly try to use it as my descriptor most of the time. Well, you've got to give credit where credit is due. And the love of my life uh, came up with the term q not anon <laughs> q not anon <laughs> I like So it. I, I think, yeah, you, you take back... Uh, uh, Q, and you make it queer, and then uh, they'll have to give up Q because then it'll be queer. Aha! Bam! I like it. I like it. Well, speaking of QAnon, um, we have a runoff coming in uh, one of the Senate seats for the Republicans, correct? That is correct. And who do we have in that race? We have the illustrious, the famous, the well-known plumber on the left side of the ring, Mark Wayne Mullen. And in the other corner, we have T.W. Shannon. Let's get ready to rumble! Woo! The fight is on. So, um... Now, if I'm if I recall correctly, 
Mark Wayne, who's currently a congressman, and he led the votes in the initial primary. So he's coming in with the the stronger base, right? That is correct. Um, T.W. Shannon, former state representative and briefly speaker, I, I, that's who I'm voting for in the runoff because I'll remind everybody I'm a Republican and I'm using air quotes here. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, he's uh, absolutely the underdog. But I received from my underground source of whom shall not be named, especially since we're making Lord of the Rings references, the underdog, but a trailer that has a tank on it, a water tank, and proceeded to fill the water tank from a fire hydrant. Now, I have made a couple calls this morning to figure out if there's any conceivable way that this would be legal. And the answer so far is dubious. Tune in next week to figure out if I've figured it out. I mean, but, to, to me, it seems pretty illegal to just sidle up to a water source that's meant for public use to put out fires and use it for your private gain. <laughs> there is some instances where I guess it can be legal when like you're putting together a new construction project and this did take place in a Brahms near north side uh, but I have the video and I think we should put it up on Twitter what do you think oh definitely shoot it to me I'd love to share it out with our listeners for sure well I'm gonna give my uh, source a call so they can scrub out the metadata and yeah we'll post it because regardless of whether perhaps they have a permit uh and i i, I have a i have top men looking at this but should we be allowing a plumbing company to fill up their water tank not installing water you know, I, I don't know. I don't have all the facts, Jack. But what I do know is it's a bad look. For sure. Um, yeah, I definitely want to learn more about this. And sounds like we have basically some breaking news right here on the podcast. So possible Mullen scandal incoming. Uh, we will definitely cover this and provide you more info as we learn more. Legal disclaimer, I am not a lawyer. I do not know the Oklahoma City Codes to this specification, and I cannot be held liable for any inaccuracies in me thinking that you can't use a fire hydrant to fill up a plumbing truck. Well, you're not a water lawyer, but I thought you were a bird lawyer. Well, I do have an outdoor cat that kills birds. <laughs> um, but... They're annoying birds, so I'm constantly giving him a pass. <laughs> Fair enough. And actually even rewarding. <laughs> um, 
but you're a lawyer lawyer so how do you think as the supreme court decision has been rolling out and the laws that basically allow immediate inaction of outruling roe v wade uh how do you see that going in the states well i mean we've already seen devastating effects um uh there was a 10 year old who had been raped in ohana or excess abortion services that were no longer legal in ohio for her situation and to make matters worse uh after the story kind of hit the social media sphere um, the Wall Street Journal and Fox News and several right-wing uh, outlets um, tried to say that it was a fake story that the left was making up to try to garner attention for their pro-abortion position. And then like a day or two later, uh, a local reporter in Ohio went and covered the criminal hearing of the rapist of that 10-year-old who was uh, going to court to be arraigned for the rape, proving that the story was indeed true um, and was not some fanciful made-up thing on the left. And, you know, despite that, I know from I know from talking to certain family members who are of the right persuasion, the myth that it was fake has taken hold. You know, my husband's grandfather is one of them who, um, even after it came out that it was real, was still trying to tell us that, and that in fact it was a fake story made up by the left. So you know, it seems that by the right wing media jumping on it and calling it fake right away, even though they've quit saying that, they didn't really make a full throated correction of it. And so their base still believes that now that's fake. So we truly are living in very different idiocracy. media environments. <laughs> well, yeah, idiocracy as well. But, you know, there's just multiple realities now. Um, we don't really have a shared reality. Well, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, the Supreme Court does resemble the Supreme Court or the Supreme... Anyhow, Idiocracy's version of the Supreme Court. It, it, it's life mimics art and art mimics life. In this case, life mimics art and it is sad. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a sad reality. You know, this is a good opportunity for me to kind of segue into a topic I wanted to discuss, that being right Christian nationalism. And there's a strain of conservatism that seems to have really almost taken over the Republican Party at this point called Christian nationalism. And in this vision of society, to that they have a whole alternate history where the founding fathers were good Christian men that set up America to be a Christian nation, and that basically views religious freedom as 
the freedom for them to impose their religion on their states and that it should be a state-by-state thing where they're allowed to impose their religious views by state and using the state to um, enforce those views. This decision taking away the right to reproductive freedom by the Supreme Court is a bit of an outgrowth of that movement, which really got its start in the anti-choice movement, because their religion says life begins at conception. They believe we should all live by that moral edict, even though, you know, Muslims have a different view of when life begins. Varying branches of Christianity have different views on the matter. And, you know, Judaism has a different view on the matter. But the court really didn't get into any of those issues and really just took the Christian nationalist position as the default. And, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the uh, famous QAnon-believing congresswoman from Georgia, was just at a Turning Points USA conference over the weekend, where she proclaimed herself a proud Christian nationalist and is, you know, saying that the, that's why the left hates Republicans, is because the left hates God, the left fighting religion. And so that's a particularly powerful so message, Jesus, like in Oklahoma. Jesus, Jesus really was far to the right. He was a carpenter who went around giving away all of his possessions and hanging out with prostitutes and giving away shit and helping people share loaves and fishes and stuff like that. And Thomas Jefferson was a guy who wrote a Bible, a version of the Bible that didn't include any miracles. <laughs> uh, like, this is pure insanity, Brittany. It, it, it's pure insanity. But in the age of social media, this view has grown. On any given day, you can look at some of the top trending um, Facebook posts, and there's this YouTube slash Facebook channel called PragerU, uh, a right-wing nonprofit that makes videos of alternate history that has spent the last, you know, decade plus putting out this false view of American history that that basically, you know, supports Christian nationalism. And these are sometimes some of the top performing posts on on YouTube and on Facebook. And it's it's caused a whole lot of people to have a completely misguided misunderstanding of what our constitutional democracy is supposed to look like. And um, it's very worrisome. And I would say it, it's infected a lot of politics in Oklahoma. I mean, you can see it in the ads from these folks who, you know, they make straight out appeals to Christianity um, and nationalism as if, you know, 
knee, you know, kneeling in prayer in front of a flag, um, really mixing these two ideas together. It's it's really worrisome where it could go, and it's it's part of the movement now that you know is has put out all these um, anti-queer and particularly anti-trans bills and legislation across many states, and they're even trying to introduce national legislation to uh, make any kind of gender transition healthcare illegal. You know. The pledge to the flag, the pledge to the Constitution, which goes from the top to the bottom, you make a pledge to obey the Constitution. Yes, we have a commander in chief that is the president, who is a civilian, who, by the way, does not need to salute any of the soldiers because they are not in uniform. They're not soldiers themselves. They do. I, I, Ronald Reagan started that. Huh. Uh, do you remember that? It's quaint. Ronald Reagan. Ah, horrible Ronald Reagan. So quaint now. Well, uh, you uh, know, he did kind of help start bringing these Christian nationalists to the forefront of conservatism. Uh, although he was not a Christian nationalist himself, um, he definitely catered to them with some of his rhetoric uh, to bring them along into the Republican Party to to basically turn the South Republican from Democrat as it previously had been. Yeah, it used to be Dixiecrats. It was just racist Democrats. Yep. I, I, I thought sunlight was going to help a little bit, but no. So I think we've railed on this Christian nationalism long enough because Jesus Christ, I am going to go in the backyard and just sit on the lawn until I die of dehydration. <laughs> uh, well, I, I just wanted to address it. You know, it is something that has become a bigger force. And I think it's something that if we don't figure out a way to grapple with it, then it's it's a real threat to America and our constitutional ideals. It absolutely is. But it's depressing as shit. It is. So let's move on to something less depressing. Uh, anything fun lined up for this weekend? Well, as I've described earlier, we have a bunch of new TV coming out, and we're pretty excited about it. The uh... I see binge watching in your future. Yes, young Padwan. <laughs> um, the thing that I do want to recommend is if any of our listeners have Disney Plus, Disney Plus, if you guys want to give us some sponsorship, is watch What If. And the very first episode is absolutely the best. And that supposes that Agent Carter became Captain America, but she didn't become Captain America. She became Captain Carter. And she was British. So Stark, the father Stark, gave her a British shield. And she has way more badass powers. Uh, if. Can you... Or parallel universes? Ooh. Um... 
Or is that an entirely different episode? I think that might be a whole uh, episode in its own right. Um, I'm not sure if I believe in the multiverse or not. It's uh, it's an interesting concept, though. And, you know, my understanding is that there is uh, there are many, um, many people, you know, smarter than me in this realm who are starting to say there's evidence of it so uh, i i it's definitely a fun sci-fi concept and it's uh made for some some great content out there <laughs> fair enough what do you have planned for this weekend up in the north where it's not the temperature of the sun uh i am probably going to be doing a little uh target practice as well as um you know, hanging out in the woods and uh, doing a little hiking. Might get out the uh, might get out the Type R for a fun drive. And uh, yeah, really just kind of hanging out. Oh, I'll definitely be watching the IndyCar race on NBC this Saturday. Um, they'll be racing back in Indianapolis on the road course, so that'll be fun. Um, and, uh, watching some more Better Call Saul, um, content on YouTube as I prepare for the final three episodes coming up over the next few weeks. All right, you've heard it here, folks. We have different content. We've got video coming up of Mark Wayne Mullen. Well, not him himself, but, uh, his company, his plumbing, <laughs> uh, pulling water out of a fire hydrant we're going to put that up on twitter are we going to put it up on twitter that's definitely where i'll put it up i might uh might throw it up on my facebook page as well but i don't i have not set up a okay outcast facebook page um but if you all want to give me some feedback and let me know if you think that would be worthwhile we can uh, look into doing that. Well, I'll manage the Facebook page if you keep managing the Twitter, because I have no idea how to do it very well. So, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, with that, folks, I would say good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Indeed. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us this week. Um it is the doldrums of summer as we, you know, no, don't have a lot of legislative session to talk about, but we'll definitely have more campaign stuff to talk about in the coming weeks. And uh, we look forward to talking with y'all again soon. So have a good one, everybody. Masterman out.